things that move really so these headphones are yours, and that mic is yours, and you can move it wherever you want. And I'll tell you the tale of this show. Can you hear what? it? Yeah, I can hear Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear myself. Dope. The thing is, I was going to ambush you. Okay. When you got here. With a podcast? With a podcast. Okay. And I've never done this before. Yeah, because you led me right down to the basement. That would have been a prime ambush spot. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to have been recording you with my phone. Oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, well, that's exactly why I didn't. And the whole thing was a mistake. I feel like I'm never going to do it again. No. What do you mean was a mistake? What? Like the trying to ambush someone with the show. Oh, no, yeah. Well, you can, I mean, you could do that and then be like, hey, like, I recorded this. Can I use it? But I I don't know right. if I would, yeah. But then I did, what I did do is, like, I set all this up today. What program way. is this recording in? This is Logic Program. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. Logic Program X. Logic Program X. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a special version of Logic Pro, which is a thing that's made by Apple, but it's actually my own specific version that I have. What do you mean? Uh, well, I've done a lot of stuff behind the scenes with okay. it. Yeah. I plug the mic in. Okay. I like put. I do this thing where like I, I make a new track, uh-huh. and it's a special way of hacking the program kind of to like make it do what you want. Okay. And yeah, you like can get it to make a sound and record a sound. So basically, I know what I'm doing. You do know what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I want to get Logic. Yeah. I have a similar guitar to the one that I have. Kinda. Yeah? I mean, I have a Yamaha. I really like them. I realized after yeah, I like having them. Yeah. I, I ran it over by mistake, and then I had to... Uh, Damn. Like, yeah. Didn't you... Did you run something else over? Someone else was telling me about running, running something, something over. Running over? I mean, I... No, I don't think so. Mainly just my guitar. Mm. Yeah. What What about it? Uh, one second. <laughs> this is what it's all about, baby. If only you could hear. Ed, for the listener, was going over, getting his chicken, chicken putting the, lid putting on the it chicken so that it away. Get bed bugs <laughs> right we're surrounded in mattresses um, 360 mattress yeah so i was going so i must have been going somewhere and i took the guitar out of the back and like set it on the ground and i was gonna just kind of you know go like go out and go do whatever i was doing and then i backed up and it was like a and i was like oh shit and then i drove forwards and i realized that i had run my guitar over and Luckily, only the head, the head was broken, just the tip. Oh, no, but that's the most sensitive part. (laughs) So my dad, like, took it in to get it repaired, and I guess, I don't know how much it costs, because my dad did it, but they just, like, glued it together, which is awesome. Wow. Yeah, which is great, because a new guitar would cost, like, God knows how much, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Yeah, I actually, when I was um, 
into this really interesting situation. That's my carrot. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you set everything up. <laughs> That's your carrot. You can have those three peppermint sticks if you want. I've saved the last four oh, for myself. sticks. Okay. Yes, it was my birthday last week, um, as fans of the show know. This is and great podcast food. Good, yeah. I really like to, when I'm making a podcast, I really like to pick foods that I think are going to be the best for when you're eating on mic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stereo pan that jaw. Yeah. So, so what? How was your day, Colin? I already told you about my day off mic, but I can That's repeat true. it if you need. That's to. true. Um, there's a sound in the background that I am so pissed about, but what? there's nothing that can be done. It's the sound of the heater vents turning on and mm. heating up the household. My day was crazy, 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 crazy. Let me tell you about it. I went on a run. Mm, how far? And I ran probably three lifetimes of running. How many miles per lifetime? Probably point um, three. <laughs> Maybe. So you ran one mile is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I probably actually ran two miles. Okay. So it's probably like point seven seven. That sounds well, right. That's two more miles than I ran today. But last week was my birthday. I got all these sweets. I've just been mainly eating sweets, nothing mm-hmm. else. Don't your Almost. parents make food? Don't they make food? Yeah. They. My mom um, makes food, yeah, and I eat that food. Mm-hmm. And I make food, but I... I don't know. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out how the Colin life is all put together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, I, I'd i love to tell you in full right now, and I will tell you right now in full. <laughs> um, I'm not inspired to be doing a lot of things that cause me to be burning a lot of calories oh, yeah. over the last week. And so I'm doing little things like eating sweets, watching shows, lying around, taking a nap, Mm -hmm. um, falling for a long time in a dream right after I fall asleep. Falling for a long time? Yeah. Just being in like a nap and just falling, 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 falling until I hit the ground. Yeah. Ed's eating the very, 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 very last <laughs> tip of the game. Just the tip. No, I ate all of it except the tip. So I Not the tip. Non-sensitive part. But That's good. Right? You don't want to Does it burn calories pain. to be falling or running in a dream? Well, that's an interesting question because brain calories. that goes back to what we were talking about, about quantum physics, which is that... Does it? <laughs> it definitely <laughs> does. Uh... The calories that you burn in a different dimension during your dream, do those come back? And how do they come back? And how do they affect your um, waking life? I guess you have dream calories right. that you would use up. I mean, but calories are a measurement of energy. And you do, I'm sure you learn, you you use energy. You learn. I, you learn, for you sure. You learn while you're dreaming? Yeah. Yeah. No, you learn. You use. Yeah, and you use energy. What other verbs? Run. You run. You can run. Uh-huh. In your Fuck. dream. Fuck. Doesn't happen to me. Really? Do you it, fuck in your dream? Well, sometimes it's sexual very, elements it's are there. Yeah, it's rare. Yeah. Maybe nobody does. Maybe everybody just says they do because they want everyone to know how much they scored in their dream. Yeah. 
those f- those freaks nozzles. <laughs> well, oh. I my theory about that is just that um, we watch porn. I mean, you I think, watch porn. Yeah, I stopped. Nice. I'm trying to stop. Yeah. In periods of time where I had stopped, and there was like major romantic, real relationships going on. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't masturbate al- like very much. Then I'd have a, a wet dream, and I only mm-hmm. had it happened one time. Yeah, I've had so it like once, yeah. or I've yeah, I've come come close, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to stop watching porn because I feel like it makes me dependent on something outside myself, and I'm trying to be more self-contained and be mm-hmm. happy in in myself rather than being like, oh, when am I gonna get a girlfriend or like, when am I gonna bang, bang, bang or whatever? Yeah, I had a. Uh, a Harris Whittles moment. Mm. We share a love of tell. Harris Whittles. Yeah. I don't know if you want to introduce that. I'll introduce it. Do you have a sound effect? Well, yeah. Boing. Golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. What is that? Um, this is the part a synthesizer. of the show that either it works or it doesn't work. Isn't that every part of the show? No, actually, fuck you. <laughs> Damn, it doesn't work. What is it? It's a. It looks cool. It is the coolest part of the show. But it's not working. It's not working. Is it like a sampler? It is. Well, you know, to actually a funny <laughs> thing to bring it back <laughs> around. Um, <laughs> this is the actual hack that I've done to the program, which is like this is just like bound to. Fall in love. Bounce to fall in love. I'm falling in love. Um, falling in love. This is like a delay for our voices, pitch shifter for our voices. Well, it'll work next time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll get it working. Yeah, I kind of like what's going on now with this nice clarity that is so often obfuscated by. In our modern world. Yeah. Anyway. Harris Whittle's moment. Right. So I went out for a date with this girl from Hinge. Nice, nice lady. Not really, uh, I wasn't really like completely feeling it. Yeah. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. I have a question about this girl. Do you think that, what do you think was the main characteristic that hinged upon the whether or not you would get along with this girl or not? Um, one of them was looks, honestly. Like, I sure. just wasn't... Su- I, I didn't see her, and I, it was, like, a like immediate attraction. Yeah. Then the other thing... Okay. Did you guys kiss at the end? Uh, no. But... Trying to think of a way to express this that doesn't sound bad. She... I'll just say it so that it does sound bad. She was Uh-oh. too... She was too independent... And and that sounds stop. <laughs> that sounds really shitty. And it's not just that, but um, for sorry, some sorry, reason. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Would you mind saying that again? <laughs> she was too independent. Oh, but that sounds really bad. That sounds really bad. But like that I, like, uh-huh. I have a thing where, if if people like come out of high school and they're like working, and like making ends meet and doing it that way, like 
and they're super like driven for some reason like whether it's a man or a woman like that personality type just that's a turn off for me rubs too. me the wrong way but w- but why well for me it's well, because you're, you're not driven <laughs> well i'm driven you're I'm driven 100% in some ways driven. yeah yeah but i'm not at all driven towards um those things and the the, the way of living that begets right that. right yeah i and think it's just a different way of life to what i because i'm not like and it's nothing personal you know to, yeah i've been uh i know you know you know that i know that i've been living with my parents for like a year and someone with a lot of like get up, up and go would be like oh fuck that but i'm like building on myself and working myself to a point where like i can have the life that i want to have and yeah. if I, it means that i have to be dependent then for a little while then like that's fine yeah and being able to have a relationship with your parents that's good enough to allow you that's true too i just want to i want to have a a sex life as part of it like Mm. that's hard when you like even at my old house there was like your old house yeah we we moved pretty recently Wow. Is this a flashback now? (laughs) What was your old house like? (laughs) It was big. This is the part of the show where um, we talk about uh, all the pads that you've lived in, and we get up to your dopest pad, and you start your first pad, you go all the way to the dopest pad. But we have to get back eventually to the Harris Whittles moment. I will not forget. Okay, so first pad, um, Grace Close, England. All I remember was that it had a brown carpet in the kitchen. and it had England? In England, yeah. (laughs) And it had, wow, thanks, audience. And it had like a um, like a frosted kind of pane window, and those are the two memories. Maybe I remember my room with my crib, but I think that like my literal crib. But I think that was the next your little, house. Your tiny little crib. Yeah. Next house, Clayfield. Um, Clayfield. Modest. What's that? One hundred Clayfield like a was red the address. Surface. Still, still is, still is, is there, but it's like a modest like English house. Um, garage. This is um, still in still in UK? England. Okay. So it was the first one was in Chipping Sawbury. This is Yate, which is like the horrible like boil on the face of Chipping. It's not that bad, but it's like it's not. It's the boil on the face. It's of soulless. The countryside. It's soulless. Uh-huh. Um, so I lived there for a while. I lived down the street from my friend Marcus, and we used to like play Dragon Ball and do wheelies on our on our uh, bikes and all that kind of thing. He threw a stick at me once because he got upset over something. My friend threw scary. a stick at me once, poked a little hole right in the back of my shirt. Oh, Just well, this didn't. Ago. I don't know if it even hit me. Two years ago, this happened. Mm-mm. You shouldn't be throwing sticks three at each other. Three years ago. Oh, it was wow. three years ago. I'm sorry. I lied. I was really trying to. Man, I feel. <laughs> Where's my integrity gone with this show, man? Where... I'd want to make a real show where I'm being my real self, but. Uh-huh. I just got caught out right here by you What? just now where I said it was two two years years ago when it was actually three. Well, tell me the story. How did this happen? Me, my friend, my friend's girlfriend, now wife, walking on the coolest spot I know around here to hike, which is like a lot of miles up one road. Okay. And we're walking up and we're having a great time. And all of a sudden I'm walking underneath a tree. Big huge stick hit me. Oh, I thought you said your friend threw it at you. It, I, it, he did, oh. which is why I was so confused because I thought that it was from. I was like, how could I stick? Because now he's your friend's wife. Right. He got a sex change. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the wife that he originally had was a lesbian. 
and now well, they, that works out. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're so, doing online, you know. So the, ha- the they got married. They realized that she was a lesbian, and then she was like, "Listen, you need to change." Yeah, right. Exactly. I love you. Yeah, and he said, "What? I can't hear." And she said, "Listen, you have to listen harder." Listen. Yeah. You must change. And then he played the song that goes, "I can't change." Even I if can I change, try, I can change. Macklemore, Macla- something. I can change, I can change, I can change. <laughs> if it helps you fall in love. I wish I had my microcorg. I'll have to bring that next time yeah. so I could play. Yeah. Play the, the little, I don't know, play that song. Probably couldn't play mm-hmm. it, but. Well, you could definitely try your hardest one time and do a pretty good True. job. True. Well, wait, so what happened? Why did the stick... Why do you well, what do? happened is we were having a great time that day when we were, we were, you know, just running around. And I think we'd probably been throwing things just around in the forest. And mm-hmm. I think he had thrown it at me to get my attention as a bit. Uh, okay. But it did hit me, which so is like the funniest, but also craziest bit. thing. Yeah, it was like the thing that broke open the bit. Ah, uh, darn it. And, and it broke literally. open my shirt. Right. Broke okay, open my so. back as well. I had to get three stitches. You That's did? also not true. No, oh. I'm a lie. No, inte- where did your integrity go? Um, but back to the Harris Whittles thing. Uh, back to my crib. Right. Um. Then I lived in. So we moved to Colorado. I lived briefly in a. Yeah, it's funny how your houses say a lot about you because we lived in this apartment and I hated it. I hated Colorado. It was freezing. Yeah. I got like hypothermia or like low body temperature. That's so hard for me to this day. We watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z though. That was oh, a plus. Oh, nice. Um, went to Catholic school and that was like a mixed thing. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to uh, thirty-two seventy-two. Wait, wait. We moved to a address. <laughs> Cut this out. Listen, it's thirty-two thirty-seven. We moved to a Wait house. Street. Uh, Wait Street, and uh, yeah, Don't it was me. nice. Uh, really nice house, big that house. Happens. We had a dog. We still have a dog, but he's different old. dog. No, same dog. Different um, age. Different age. We had a pond. We Time had change. like a big backyard, and like I'm super nostalgic from it for it because it was a nice place to live. It had a basement with like some privacy. So when I had a girlfriend, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents wanted to downsize, so we moved to a smaller house. But in between, this is why I bring up that your places you live say a lot about you. We lived in a um, an apartment just close by, and I was, like, just super, super in a dark hole of depression that entire time. And so I can't think back to that house or, like, I'll go and walk by it sometimes without feeling, like, what that was like, which was just terrible. And I thought mm-hmm. I was going to die. And mm-hmm. it uh, luckily, I started taking Lamictal, and that seemed to really help. So... If you are if you're bipolar and you're in a depression hole, yeah, ask your doctor about Lamictal because I first started. Thank you, audience. I first started taking Lamictal. it. Lamictal. Sorry, we Lamotrigine. just had to say it one time more for the contract. I start. <laughs> I started taking it, and I was seeing this like kind of hacky uh, psychiatrist. I mean, not a hack, but like she had a bajillion patients, and she only saw me over Skype. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, she was like, try was taking it. Was she kind of famous? No. Okay. She was like, try taking it, and I was like, okay, I'll try, and it didn't work, so I stopped taking it, but it takes that drug like two months to take effect, 
So she was like, okay, we'll rule that out. And then I went to see a, a better psychiatrist who my parents had to pay for. He's super expensive, but he was like, oh, they're crazy. You need to be on Lamictal. And I started taking it, and I felt way better. Actually, I felt super worse at first. Yeah. Because he had me take... He had me not take lithium anymore, which I had been taking. Oh, right. So whatever it was, those med changes, I w- that's like the closest I came to, like, killing, doing it. killing, yeah, killing myself. Yeah. Self. Yeah. So that was really scary, but it it I came out of it, and now I feel pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty boy. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I have so many questions. Uh, do can I interject? Yeah. Um, I want to know, like, if you can explain the difference in your the way your brain functioned, like f- how it was f- before taking yeah. it, and then like what the difference was like. Yeah. So it's like I don't know when you think. There's basically I, I think as I understand it, when you think mm-hmm. there are pathways, chemical pathways, neurochemical pathways. Yeah. If you will. And let's say that you learn to play the piano. At first, you'll be, those pathways are going to be, like, formed and forged. And then the more that you play, your brain is just going to naturally kind of slide down those pathways. And then for me. you can slide around, do a cool. Yeah. Do a little. (laughs) For me, when I was super depressed, it was like my mind pathways would just slide towards, like, wanting to kill myself. Yeah. And uh, now it's like there's much more. Like, I still have those thoughts, especially when I get up, because that's, like, just, uh, everybody, I hate getting up. Mm-hmm. But um, it's much harder to go to them. And the other thing is that, like, I don't know if you've ever been in that place, but having suicidal thoughts. Waking up? Waking up. No, in, in a suicidal, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, they saying. almost become, like, a refuge, like, those thoughts. And that's where, that's not healthy. Yeah. And, uh, I've, yeah, I, I don't get into that space anymore. And just like, you know, I'm good at recognizing like when I'm anxious and I need to take a break or when I'm feeling depressed and I need to kind of like care for myself or take a nap and yeah, better nice. at just, I think that mindfulness has been a big part of it. Like I'm better at just, uh, being in the moment, not getting like, you know, I get st- anxious and upset about things like lately it's been i want to travel to other countries and i don't get to yeah but instead of like letting that pull me down into this depression like i'm better at just being like oh that's just my mind doing its thing and yeah it's just gonna do that that's really interesting do you have plans to do to travel i do i um i was going to apply to this japan program jet and I was talking with, uh, you know, Jason from Open Mic Night, the MC. Yeah. He did Jet for like three years and he really enjoyed it. But I kind of was getting that it wasn't really the right thing for me. Um, is what that, is it again? It, you become like an assistant teacher in a more rural area of Japan. Hmm. And that was part of it was like, I need to have a psychiatrist and being in a rural area, that would be really hard. Yeah. Um, I would love to do it apart from that. But, uh, the other thing is that you would just be like an assistant teacher. And I kind of was like, eh, that sounds kind of eh. Yeah. Um, Assistant. Yeah. No, thank you. So my plan, yes, (laughs) my plan is to maybe get a master's in teaching and then, then then go to China. Just like your name. Yeah. This is, I'd like to take this, um, opportunity 
to introduce my guest for the show today. <laughs> this is the show. This is Formlessness, the, the intro, podcast. Yeah. This, that was the intro. This is season two, episode six. Everything is as it should be these days. Uh, we're all back to normal here on the show. There was, after, like the, uh, there was a whole thing for the last monster. two, three weeks. There was a monster. The monster's still here inside, deep inside of me. But he's rearing his head uh, as hard as he can right now. And you can tell that it's not that bad. What was the monster? It's just... Can you hear? Can you hear it right now? Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> it? No, it doesn't matter. I can hear like a slight hiss. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Uh, well, you can take that it's out not that audacity. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I have the audacity to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what is the point of what I'm saying? That that it's the intro oh it's the show it's the show and it's i'm doing my best as of course every week and now that's right. the new running theme is me saying doing your best that i'm doing my best for the show even though a part of it broke um yeah and we're gonna zoom out of the show and that was a big <laughs> joke um back to your story of going to japan to be a oh. teaching assistant yeah and so i had a bad experience in japan before and that hasn't like affected but i uh Wait, what happened you get murdered no i didn't get murdered i oh few <laughs> i was also i was also kind of in like a bad mental place when i was there yeah. but different countries are very whole different thing right yeah but um more it just came down to like i couldn't get the letters of recommendation in time and i didn't have the application together so i've been kind of like beating myself up about it but i'm that's one of the things that i'm trying to be like it's not a big deal yeah like, well yeah it's okay that's another big like mindfulness thing is like everything is okay like if we if something's not okay, it's basically just our judgment of it, and our judgment is limited. Yeah. So I've been trying to be like, you know, like obviously I wouldn't go around like pooping in people's hats and being like it's okay, it's okay. But yeah. like we know, like that's the other piece of it is like. But we, it is okay, right? That's what you're saying. To poop in people's hats. I would hats? say no, but I guess I would say that my that's just in my limited judgment. Okay, so you're Ed King. Not you're not saying that. I should go around would say that no, you shouldn't. Hat. Because that's the other piece is that, like, I believe that com- compassion, <laughs> acting with compassion is the number one yeah. thing the number that you one. should can do. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to play there? I was going to play the number one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Is that going like... to show up on the recording? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, this guitar will show up, too, if you ever want to Ooh, what about this guitar? It. This guitar will show up on your yeah, the microphone. Yeah, but I guess we can get back to the date. Well, I want to jump back to one thing before the date. Okay. And before even the date, I'm going to go pee. I'll leave you here. Okay. I can play a little interlude. You can do a, your own part of the show or not. This is Podcast Podcast with Ed King. You're about to hear a podcast about podcasts played by a podcast guitar. Ooh, this is very out of tune. Hello, and welcome to Tune Time. This is Colin. I'm just coming at you from the future here to give a short message about Lamictal. Remember, you should not take Lamictal if you are allergic to Lamotrigine. Lamictal is a brand trade name for Lamotrigine, which may be used either alone or in combination with another anticonvulsant to treat epilepsy. It may also be used to stabilize mood in people with disorder or polar. 
You should not take dilamictal if you are allergic to lamotrigine and lamictal may cause a severe or light-threatening skin rash. Remember, you should not take lamictal if you are allergic to lamotrigine. Thanks. Thanks to Lamictal for sponsoring this show. Serial is the only podcast I've listened to. That's not true. I listen to Freedom Too. I was just playing a song about podcasts for my podcast, podcast, the podcast. Wait, what were you going to ask me to come back to now that you're back? Um. I was going to ask you if you like playing that axe that you're playing right now. Yeah, I do. It's the it's battle axe. It's tuned a little differently. Yeah, it's got some problems, but sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. But what I was going to ask, I want you to explain the what what you think the mind function is of bipolarness and how it was changed by liposuction surgery i wish i could tell you um because so i can just explain my experience of it which is that i was uh living my life and i i started to have like a lot of anxiety because i live in your life living my life yeah. And I'd been diagnosed with just social anxiety, and so I took SSRIs for that. And then as the anxiety... Social... Sanxiety. Social sanxiety. Reducer. Social sanxiety <laughs> reducer. No, um, selective <laughs> serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So that's like your Lexapro's or your... Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen's. I don't know what else. I just know Lexapro. That's what yeah. I took. They're and the classic. Yeah, the classic antidepressant. Um, took that. You know, my life was good. Good stuff going on. And then I think it started when I was living in China. I was with this girl. We broke up. I moved to China. And uh, I, I, I started getting weed in China and smoking it, like, almost every day. And it was kind of helping me to deal with Smoke stress. Smoke weed every day. And it that should was be the, a sound effect. It was the first time I had uh, really smoked like by myself. Sure. And that kind of kind of worried me. And so, you know, and then, you know, that was also that Japan experience where I think a lot of it was that I just didn't have weed, didn't have it in my system, didn't have it to keep the anxiety at bay. Mm-hmm. And so that was just a bad, bad week in my life. And uh, f- 
flash forward a couple years and I'm smoking weed like in the morning and afternoon and night. I go to Spain and I smoke ha- weed every time yeah. of the day. I uh, was a member of this like cannabis club. And so I would smoke weed a lot, but it wasn't really the kind that I had become used to to help with my anxiety. So I was. Ed, was it indica? It. I think they said it was indica, but it wasn't. Oh, that's even trickier. Yeah. And so, you know, I was having panic attacks every day in Spain and I came home, was working for five guys, again, probably smoking more weed than ever. And uh, it kind of came to a head where I had like this panic attack and I was thinking of harming myself. And I it was like a more intense panic attack than any I've had before. And it lasted for longer than I'd had one before. And so I called 911. And they took me to uh, Mountain Crest, basically, which is the um, like mental health care facility in, in Fort Collins. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so that's my experience. And then what I was getting to is that um, my mind experience afterwards and during that time was like, I thought I had like superpowers and I was just, my cognition was just like so sharp and I was so creative and so good at like connecting with others. And that's what kind of is what a manic episode is although you know that all sounds like good stuff but then yeah it comes back and you're like oh that's actually kind of cringy like you know i had this idea i got fired from uh five guys where i was working like right around that time and i had this idea that i was gonna like sit outside the one on harmony yeah i've seen you really yeah yeah, holy Once. crap. <laughs> That's crazy. A while, like a two years ago, maybe yeah. a year and a half ago or something. Yeah. You that's you remember really that as well? Uh, was I mean, there something memorable that happened? I came in and I asked to use the bathroom. I mean, oh, I that was know. it? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe not. But I do remember you for sure. Um. Anyway, so... My plan was to, like, sit outside Five Guys with these signs. Oh, and, and like, um, like protest, basically. And that's, like, that's like okay, that's, like, kind of a good idea. I, I don't what know were you protesting? Idea, that I got Getting fired. fired. And yeah. just, like, the Man, fact that, that the, makes the owner... Sense. That's a protest that really makes sense. The owner was a C-word, a C-word vessel. Are you talking about a caddy little... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like that word, but she was just, and I don't like the c word, obviously. But like, you don't she's like one the word of the caddy. one of the no. She's one of the only people that I would refer to as that. She was just not as a good, a not cunt. a respectful person. Yeah, not yes. a respectful person. And uh, anyways, so oh, the other big thing was like I would like write these Chinese characters on my arms because I was really into like color. They were like. A lot of, like, coloring happened at Mountain Crest. Coloring? Yeah, they just had, like, adult coloring books, and I was, like, mm, drawing nice. and coloring a lot. So I would I would do, like, Chinese characters on my arms. And, you know, that's, like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that was a little question. I yeah, It's cool, but it's, like, it's yeah. not something you, you do well, that's, as a normal yeah, person. That's yeah. definitely something that I've struggled with as well, like, those ideas, like, yeah. writing stuff on my hands. And just, like, the differentiation between the place that I'm in when I'm really grounded in whatever the repercussions of my own art are. Yeah. And then, like, the outside world. And that dynamic and that status quo. Yeah. 
I mean, it would be nice. Yeah, it makes you super creative and when you're manic. And, like, I guess the, the broader thing, though, is regardless I'm of... I'm womanic. For regardless. The ladies. <laughs> I don't know. Just a little something for the ladies. I tried to really... Sorry, go on. Re- regardless go on. of whether you're... Um, you know, whether it's a good idea to, like, call on your arms or whatever. I can't really pass judgment on that, but... Right. Um, it comes as part of a cycle that then pushed me into, like, the most intense depression. Right. And, like, I think that the mechanisms behind what makes you bipolar aren't really well understood. And certainly, certainly yeah. aren't understood well by me, but that's just my experience. And then... Um, you know, taking mood stabilizers, like the one thing that sucked for a while was like, I couldn't cry. Yeah. And I felt like my, my max emotional output was at like a six out of 10. Yeah. And, uh, I, th- I feel like, you know, again, if you're bipolar, I feel like you kind of get through that. Like I, I cry, I can cry. I can feel really happy. You it's can just cry? like, <laughs> what are you loser? You're, are you saying you're a little fucking pussy? <laughs> God. I, did I tell you about crying in Coco? Cocoa? Team yeah. Coco House? Cocoa. Cocoa? 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 Cocomo? Cocomo. No, but tell me. I, I showed it, um, it. I was showing it to a class that I was uh, subbing for. Wait, showing what? Coco. What's Coco? Like Coco? It's a. Uh, um, it's a Disney movie. It's a um, Pixar oh. movie about oh, yeah, the I Day mean. of the Dead and like this kid that wants to play guitar and it's really good. But I showed it and I just started like crying in the back of class because it's so. If you've not seen Coco, tune out for a second. But um, don't forget to tune out. There's this, <laughs> there's this super old woman and she's just like very decrepit and like it seems like she's barely alive, and you find out that her she is the daughter of this musician that was like the black sheep in the family and he got killed and everybody thought he just left and so it's almost like have you seen interstellar yeah interstellar yeah it's almost like an interstellar star relationship where like he's absent for so long that she gets so upset and then they finally make they meet and he's young still and she's like super old and i just think that's so beautiful and the other thing that was beautiful about it is they play the young kid plays the song that the father used to play for the daughter. And that song is just really beautiful. A and B like the old woman just like comes to life. And I think that that's what actually happens with the elderly is that like music from their time period brings them back. Yeah. life. like that's yes. definitely a thing with, um, with Alzheimer's. Absolutely. And my grandma has Alzheimer's had Alzheimer's and it just made me think about that and start tearing up. Being a puss. <laughs> no, no, no. To be real, you're never being a puss unless like you put crying. cat ears on. Yeah. That's crying true. is the most beautiful thing. Yeah, I love to cry. Every time you cry, it's the it's the best way of healing. Yeah. That's why not being able to cry was kind of crappy. Yeah, I've been there. I still am there. Um, But I think for different reasons that stretch across into my physicality as well yeah mm-hmm. and this is a, a reason for me why being in a dry place arid climate is not uh as beneficial it's not as beneficial yeah because i get all dried out 
and yeah. I don't cry as much and like huh, I never I, thought about it that way. Yeah. I think that um is true. <laughs> I think that that um is true. Well, what time is it? 5:46? Mhm. Yes. 5:39. Oh. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is um, the part of the show where I've spoken about it before. It's either Act 3, if you're just kind of going along with the flow of things and are listening from a really slow, cycling mind. And if you're not... If oh, you're you can come back if you, have se- if you haven't seen Coco. Oh, shit. Yeah, hold on. Welcome back, everyone. That hasn't seen Coco. That hasn't seen Go watch it. Coco. You almost had time to go see it in that break. It's on Netflix. Don't forget to chill while you're watching. Um, Third act. A third act. If you're paying more attention, this is what I like to call the fifth act in most of the shows. And I know and I see the surprise. I'm a fifth and act the, guy. Third yeah, act is dude, stupid. Hey. Yeah. Um, Are we, I feel like we're on four out of five. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, we're moving into the fifth. If you're well, we haven't understanding what I'm saying. Come to the climax wink, wink. of the Harris Whittles. Mo- or well. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And if I, you could let me finish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Remember when I I snapped at you for playing uh, bla- playing background music while we were setting up at open mic night the other day. Yeah, but I and feel, that turned. I in, feel really bad about that. Hey, I kind of <laughs> thought you might, but that's what turned into the banter that we had on that's stage. True. I totally uh, understand, but I really was grateful for it because that's the kind of thing that is very funny and fun yeah. to me. Oh, by the way. By the by. I have to get my meds okay. sometime before we do whatever. Um, yeah. Nice. Great. Anyway, Great so interjection, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just have <laughs> to my Listeners, remind me. Yeah, listeners, welcome back. If you haven't watched Coco, if you have watched Coco, you'll get what Ed is saying, right? Does that make sense? Which is that <laughs> I need to get my meds. That was a great interjection. Listen, don't define me by my meds, <laughs> but I do need to get them. Right, and they are of course called. It's that's actually not like I have to get lithium. Lithium is not like a. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, lithium is literally. Listen, before just... we get into lithium, I gotta say this is gonna be a six-act show of the show. Okay, we're in Act Five. Act Five is the chaoticness that comes with a six-dimensional piece of creation. Okay, and this is what's going on, and we're talking about lithium. Well, all I was gonna say is that lithium is <laughs> lithium is literally just lithium carbonate. Or bicarbonate, but I think it's just lithium carbonate. Yeah. So it's literally just like a salt, and they nobody knows how it works. I know. I really want to try it. I'm. Uh, totally it wouldn't do anything like recreationally. <sighs> my, all my really hopes bad. and dreams have been dashed. No, it's not. But what if I? What I mean? I mean, how can I get it to work? Um, <laughs> you go to a psychiatrist. <laughs> okay. Why does it not work recreationally? Just because it's not, it's such a long-term effect. That's cool, dude. I'm willing to be recreational for a long time. Uh, 
Well, I I had an experience of like I took it and then I felt like I had like super superpowers the next day. Like I could draw right, and super well. This is well. what I'm trying. This is what I, I'm excited. I had like about. super good balance, but I mean, you can try it. Um, do you have any? No, I, that's hot. what I have I'm to get. I'm just joking. That was a joke. That's what I have to get. But uh, that's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it doesn't do any of those things. It's just a mood stabilizer. I don't think it really gives you superpowers or gives you super balance. I think that the stuff I was feeling was just, it's so weird because like they took me off of Lexapro. They took me off of weed, but I still felt like super, super like capable and amazing. And I wonder if that was just like, from not being on weed well yeah and that goes into my question of like do you think that we just have superpowers naturally yeah yeah Same. but but i i've never felt that like capable which is yeah um it was a nice feeling but also like you're kind of like it's like driving really fast yeah you burn a lot of gas yeah and you if you take a quick corner sometimes you um go into the fence exactly yeah. That's a good analogy. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's actually my analogy. <laughs> um, um, I had a, something that I was going to say, which is... I don't know. I smoke weed all the time. I never can remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever... Oh, what I wanted to say is like, and that's the crazy and cool and amazing thing about just the human life experience, which is that I think through a lot of different elements, you can alter your experience and like what um, is possible for you on a day based on what you've done for the last 90 days. Right. And it doesn't have to be a drug. No, it can be. It's a everything. Mindset. Yeah, yeah. I think everything really, like each thing, is uh, has an effect on a human. You know, I w I had a really uh, um good experience when I was in high school where I hated coming to school. I I had like social anxiety. I I just didn't want to do anything, and then uh, I had some turnaround where I was like, oh no, it's actually amazing to like have a life and to have these friends. And I just started seeing everything from a much more positive point of view. And, um, yeah, that was great. And, and I used to, I meditated back then and I would get to this place where I felt like I was like flying. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Yeah. And I've had periods of my life where like the limit or like the malleability of my life was like really easy. Yeah. So like things would change so interestingly yeah every day yeah that's a big part of why i what how i want to live and why i feel uh unfulfilled in areas here is because um having an environment like a physical to mental connection point in the sense that like your environment setting up an environment for yourself where you can mentally change every aspect of it if you want to that that's how you build a wider swath of ability to influence your reality i think right also though you said you feel unfulfilled and i feel like 
that's uh, something you everybody can reach is just feeling fulfilled in independent of your circumstances yeah and that's what i was because like so right yeah um it's not so much that like in that experience like my life was so great i mean it i think you can see your life as being great no matter what circumstances you're in yeah and then my mind always goes to like what if you're just like being tortured or like you're in a concentration camp and it's like those are I can't answer those questions. Well, I think that when you think about your life as great, it does begin to make you focus on the parts of it that are, and then those things start to become more close to you. And then, like, what you do, the spectrum of what you would do as a human life changes, and then that, over a long time, changes, like, the possibilities of all humans. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. So eventually, nobody, hopefully, is ever being tortured. True. Yeah. And it's like um playing music is like we've I've been uh, prioritizing that more and it's kind of changed my life and for uh, mostly for the good. Yeah. And um yeah, the the um the guy that wrote the meditation book that I like has this analogy like we're all beads like tied together in a web and every bead is connected to all the other beads. And uh so whenever you affect Yeah, yeah. Whenever totally. you do anything, you're affecting people all the beads all the beads and in subtle ways that you don't even realize but yeah it's a cool Absolutely. way of thinking about like what you're doing and that's a cool way of mentioning the author of a book without saying their name that i really appreciate that because Why? because i think that when people talk just like talk about people it's like have your own voice don't just be the voice of the person you're into. I will tell you the name of the book, guys. Please do, book. because I'm now very curious, and it's I feel like called, this guy's a freaking genius. He, I'm he read is, book. really, he is. Because, like, I, I will already pre- have. preface it by saying that Bitch. a lot of the time in, uh, one second. A lot of the time in life, you have to take a pause. And so and if you're listening your to this show right now, if you're listening out of the hundreds of thousands of, of listeners we have on this show, the three to five Millions. that make it through to the end of the episode, take a pause right now on the show and text take your dad. Take a pause, text your dad about your meds. Send a heart so emoji, say you I love you. get your lithium, have your super balancing, super cognitive abilities, skills. Do your parents I'm, I'm talk like do, this? Did you know there's a conspiracy that a bunch of people in the world take lithium Wait. and it makes them super smart and then they won't let everybody else take it and they tell them that it's just a Dude, stabilizer. this is why I want to try it. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. F- well. I would say that, though. I am a part of that conspiracy. 100%. Okay. You might have just made that up, but that's real to me in my <laughs> The The name of the book is... Right. The... Uh, Joy of Living by Yonggi Mingyur Rinpoche. Probably oh, not saying. Cool. Yeah, so he's like this super happy, like, Tibetan He's monk. a Rinpoche. He's a Rinpoche, which means like a a Tibetan leader of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and It delineates down, like, the type of way, like, the area of a life they're teaching. Really? To me, I think, yeah. Okay. I'm starting to see the pattern of these naming conventions. Of Good. The, uh, yeah. But one problem I have when reading some Buddhist um, writers is they're very restrictive and they're like, this yes. is the way to meditate. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. And they conflict with each other a lot. But yeah. Yonggi, good old Yonggi, is just like, yeah, just like sit how it feels comfortable to you. 
um look at your thoughts like you should feel comfortable and it's a lot of like yeah meditation is not this like super like ascetic like difficult thing it's something that's attainable for literally everyone which is yeah of course it is yeah and when you let that like also translate into your physicality how you're feeling right then your physicality can start to like move or your body can tell you what it needs to do to move more into alignment of itself right yeah yeah. yeah, but Buddhism, I r- was thinking about the other day, I think, because Buddhism is, f- there is like the funny catch I've always felt with it, which is like the area where it suddenly just, there's just like a cutoff, where it, whether it's a Buddhist I'm listening to and, you know, talking to someone of a different kind of attitude, it's just a very, I think it, it's a universal thing, but only certain personality types does it fully fulfill, I think. Okay. Because there is a cutoff for me, and there like this thing like you mentioned, where there's just a point where it just it's just nonsense to you, or well, no, like where it just like doesn't um go, like it doesn't fully go into different realms of thinking or uh, areas of life. I think that where other things apply, there's just like other areas of. I just don't think it it's all encompassing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like the thought that like all religions kind of complement and yeah are a bit are a part of the world being the way that it is, and mm-hmm. including like not just religions but also like science and biology and I don't know whatever else come to make yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, uh, chemistry. Um, yeah. Physics. Geometry. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very into. It, well, it's cool because I think with through Buddhism, you can start to connect with yourself, understand your relationship to your mind, connect yes. to your body. Yep. And then there's ways of starting to interact with your reality from that point of heightened kind of sensitivity right. to it. And, and then, yeah. And I had this that experience when I would meditate in high school is it just felt so intuitive and like my mind was so locked in and like everything in the world was okay. Yeah. Even the not okay things were okay. And everything that I was doing was okay. And I was in the right place. And that, those are feelings that I sometimes have, but it's very fleeting. Whereas Mm. like when I had this kind of spiritual awakening in high school, it was like a constant feeling. So it's very interesting. And I think that that is kind of the crux of a lot of the mental health stuff that goes on is the I mean, that is something that I see in almost everyone that I talk to about this and myself is like having an experience that's really real and then having to like connect that to the other kind of experience. And I think part of meditation is recognizing that everything changes. So if if you try and hold on to experiences like that, then you're just going to be make yourself unhappy. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And also like when there's... I don't know, when you get to the point of of letting go enough, then that first, like, the experience comes back when you're t- fully not holding on to anything. Right. But it's constantly just, like, coming and going. It, right. it I think, is its own w- cycle. Right, yeah. Of just, like, engage with the moment and, like, connect to it and then, like, feel the saturation of it and then, like, feel the wave of that leaving in the next 
I would think that Nirvana, coming. if there is a Nirvana, it would be yeah, like there you is actually. Feel Have you way. never heard of them? They're a, like a really famous band. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, sorry. Uh, what about if there was Nirvana? Yeah, which there, there is. There's a famous band. If they existed, are you saying they do exist? Yeah, they're a famous band. Oh well, then never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, if there was a Nirvana, I think it would be feeling that way, like, all the time. But I don't know. I'm not the expert on yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. Um, Should we get back to the story? Yeah. The Harris Whittles. Right? First, let me text. Sorry, I should stop doing this. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm should. not bothered by it, really, but it's fucking it's, bullshit. It doesn't, make for, it doesn't make for good podcasts. It doesn't. And it doesn't make for You could make a joke about aesthetic. it. aesthetic. You can make a joke about it once, but beyond that, you should just have a no phones rule. But I do need to get my meds. Right. That's why. Oh, it's you're. Oh, right, right, right. I thought you said we have to go. I thought no, that was what you meant by that. But that's no. why you had to text. Sure. Um. So. Yeah, and there's been times where I found myself in a place where I am having to text, like last night when I was driving. Um, yeah. This is a hypothetical sucks. story. Right. It's not me, but as an allegory, this person was driving. Yeah. And they tried to make a text, but they texted the wrong person. But then that actually wound up making this kind of old relationship rekindle. Oh, really? Yeah. And but then that relationship, uh, I didn't really want to rekindle, so uh, I kind of tamped it down. Pretty I've fast. had there was in high school. I had a friend called Michael and a friend called Misha. Beep. Hello, everyone. This is an interjection. Um, I just wanted to clarify my premise back there that I didn't get to finish about uh, tamping down. <laughs> That old rekindled relationship. I don't want to leave that out there for all of your subconsciouses to have their own answer to. I will answer that. <laughs> the reason I didn't do that is because the only texting that I permit in my life is texting that has no meaning whatsoever or texting that gives me a little piece of information that I can copy and paste into my Maps app. Or my bank account information that's being sent to me by my assistant. Or, you know, all of the crazy things that I possibly could be getting up to that have all happened and that are all real. Um, yes. So I just want to take this time to say this is a crazy, amazing journey we're all on in this show. We're really in the depths of it. And if you're here listening, I just want to say, hey, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Back to the show now. A boop. Misha I, and Michael in high school. In high school. They and should rhyme. Misha was a woman, and I texted Misha, and I was like, hey, you want to hang out tonight? And she was like, oh, that would actually be really great. And then I had to text her and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I meant to text Michael. It was the worst. Because wow. she was a really sweet person. That's, I just. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we have candy. Candy. Uh, candy time, part of the. Dessert of the show. <laughs> anyway, the dessert of the show is this candy cane from King Leo. It's a soft King peppermint Leo. from King, King Leo. Leo candy. Is it soft? It's not soft. Softer. It's the kind of soft where you bite into it and it and like... It's like powdery? Well, it's like powdery and like a weird squish. Okay. It's like the worst. I'm excited it's for the this. worst possible thing for your teeth, but it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. So back to my date... I right. don't know if anybody from the beginning of the podcast is still listening. I'm assuming all 600,000 of you are. Mm -hmm. why, why, how do you know? Do you, are you a fan? 
That's exactly I'm a the big amount fan. that we yeah, have. Yeah, this is the most popular podcast in America and in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the most popular, like, cool one that's, like, not owned by any corporations or, like... Right. It's an indie podcast. Yeah. So... There's no... There's no... You're not missing... As a human being listening to the show, you're not missing out on any of the information that you could possibly pick up on if you wanted to about the reality that's happening to us and the reality that's happening to all of us at this moment. If you don't listen to this, you're not going to miss... If you don't listen to this, you're miss me miss. with that bullshit. <laughs> fuck you. You're gonna miss everything. Yeah. If you don't listen to this, you're gonna fuck miss every you. part of your existence. Yeah, everything that could be experienceable and joyful is gonna be gone from your life. Yep. And you're. <laughs> and we are witches, so it's yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. I know how to do magic. And if you if you do listen to the show. <laughs> I hey I love all my listeners. You guys are so you guys are the coolest, especially the cocoa people. ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If especially you... the ones that don't mind us texting. <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting there. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in social or some bar. Who knows? And uh, oh, is this here? Yeah, this okay. was in Japan. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, here in Japan, where we are right here now. in Japan. Yeah. Where the show is set. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, mommy. No, I didn't call her mommy. Mm-hmm. Or mommy. Those two words sound the same, and it's an issue. Mommy? Because if you want to, yeah, if you want to call, like, a hot babe, like, hey, mommy, like a Latina girl, for instance, or hey, just mommy. A, a white girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like mommy, though, and mm-hmm. I actually had that happen. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But it's like if you're gay, it doesn't. it's not fair because you're like, hey, poppy. Like, people don't know right. exactly Poppy. what you're talking about. It could be, like, Poppy's the flower, and they'd be like, why are you talking about mm-hmm. the flower? This is why I freaking hate gay people, dude. They've got it so easy. They're saying Poppy, and they just know. They know that they're interested in each other. But <laughs> I don't know. I like gay people as individuals, but as a group, mm-hmm. thumbs down. They're too intimidating. They're too happy. They're too emotionally free. <laughs> they're too... <laughs> they, they threaten they know my manhood is yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, we need like That's a. That's exactly why I hate lesbians because they're so cool and they're so chill and they're so pretty and I love them so much. But then they don't like me. <laughs> you need a. You need. We need a woman and a gay man and a gay woman there so that we don't just sound like pieces of shit. Yeah, I know. But, anyways, it's a problem. But it's if you just understand subtle irony, it's what is fulfilling in life. So I I get a Manhattan. I love the Manhattan. It's great. You're like, this isn't Manhattan. What? It's a Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a Tokyo? Every city, sh- the only drink you should be able to order is the name of the mm-hmm. city. Exactly. And in Denver, you can only get a Denver omelet. <laughs> anyway, so I had a Tokyo, which is uh, bourbon, I believe, mm-hmm. vermouth. And like a cherry, I think that's really? it. Bitters as well. That sounds like a Manhattan. <laughs> no, I was in Tokyo. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, and like the recipe just sounds like it's what a Manhattan is. So no, I don't know why you're. You're not about. allowed to speak about drinks that aren't in the city that we're in, which is Tokyo. Sorry, sorry. I I don't drink. And so I went to, I I wanted to get a martini. Which is why we were in a speakeasy. Social is a speakeasy because martinis are illegal because you're only allowed to have the drink that is the of name course, of the city. Yeah. 
You can um, only drink a martini on the second to last shot of a film you're filming. Right. What is that? In a film world, the second to last shot of mm-hmm. the day is called a martini shot. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. And it may be the actual last, not mm. the second last. I don't know. That makes sense. But, but it's so funny that I know that and then I incorporated it just now to the show. We we went somewhere else to get a martini. Yeah, and, and this girl. You know, we're talking, like, things are going okay, but I just, like, was not that into it. But, I, you know, uh, by, uh, by continuing <laughs> by continuing the night by going to another place, it was me saying, like, okay, well, maybe mm-hmm. there's a possibility of something, you know, good happening or coming with this. And then I drank a martini oh. and evaded the authorities. Mm. And Very good. I was just, <laughs> I just didn't feel like I could drive, so mm. I I got in my car, lay down, and I just put on some Harris Whittles. Oh, funny guy. <laughs> What's your favorite Harris Whittles joke? My favorite one is, I consider myself um, a bit of an infomaniac, <laughs> and I was at a bar talking to this guy and telling him about it. But he thought I said nymphomaniac. So he fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> but then I said, no, no, I'm an infomaniac. And he said, the whole joke can be found by the actual guy himself. Wait a second. <laughs> he said, here's some info. You just got fucked. Clean yourself up. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for finishing it. Yeah. I feel like it's too much for me to do. It. I want to respect the great. Oh, no. No. Aren't we respecting him by Yeah, yeah, it, w- it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um That joke is great because you think it's just like nymphomaniac infomaniac and you think that like mm-hmm. he's just making it up but mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. he probably crafted that. Mm-hmm. He's a joke genius, but then at the same time he's an improvisation genius because mm-hmm. Because J- Jack <laughs> from the Lumberyard. The <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> In yeah. case you don't know, Harris Whittles. He is a true angel and one of the most influential and wonderful people in comedy. And he died of a heroin overdose very soon after his rise to popularity. Or I don't know if it was heroin or was it heroin or other. Okay. Heroin. Um, yeah, very sad. My favorite joke of his is, you know, it's funny how they say pineapple makes your cum taste better. <laughs> because cum makes pineapple taste terrible. <laughs> I always tell that joke, and it's a good litmus test for if people are yeah down. If people clown. are lit or not. If, if people, people are lit, lit or mouse. Or down to clown. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I just got to say that I'm down to clown. I'm ready to frown um, on all these motherfuckers who think that clowning is creepy. Because I believe in the traditional British sense of clowning which is embodying the pure energy of loving chaos Mm. and expressing that all the time. Mm. I like it. It's very nice. It's very cool. And this is what the show is all about. And we got to (laughs) go. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.